0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Facially Conscious with myself, Trina Renee, aesthetician, Dr. Vicki Rappaport, dermatologist, Rebecca Gadbury, the cosmetic ingredient guru, and our fabulous, overly educated consumer, Julie Falls. We are gathered here together with you to talk about this crazy world of aesthetics. It's confusing out there in this big wide world. That's why we are here to help explain it to you all, subject by subject. We will be your go-to girls, and from our perspective, without giving medical advice, we will keep things facially conscious. Let's get started.
1: Good morning, my skin beauties. Everybody's skin is looking dewy and fresh this morning in this unusually wet, Southern California morning.
0: It is. It's so weird. It's it such re- strange humidity. It is like it, the East Coast.
1: Yes. Today. Ooh, perfect for our guests. So, today we have a very <laughs> exciting podcast with a very special guest joining us to discuss the newest, hottest, latest FDA approved neuromodulator, which is a Botox rival. And we will also discuss the phenomenon called filler fatigue. And if you don't know what that is, stay tuned to get the juicy details. So I would love to introduce our guest today is Dr. Doris Day. She is my friend and colleague, and she is not to be confused with the famous actress, although I think she was actually named after her. Uh, Dr. Doris Day is a board-certified dermatologist, and she has a thriving private practice in New York City that I'm actually trying to go and shadow her one day, but it's proving to be difficult because we're both very busy. Uh, and she is a clinical professor of dermatology at NYU Langone Medical Center, where she has been honored with many teaching awards. She is an educator, an orator, a media personality. She's a doctor, Um, speaker on Dr. Radio on Sirius XM, she gives master classes, and truly her talents are endless. She is an author of three books. The most recent one is called Beyond Beautiful. She is a wife, a mom, a recent mother-in-law, and I can attest she is a (laughs) great friend and a traveler, and she's also a dog mom. And I feel like she just has an overall passion for life. And did I mention, by the way, that she is gorgeous and tall with perfect skin, hair, and teeth? And so young. And so young. You can connect with her on Instagram at drdorisday or online at w- oh, www. who uses that anymore? <laughs> <laughs> at, <laughs> at dorisdaymd.com where you can shop her skincare line and read about her practice. Welcome to the fabulous Dr. Doris Day. Yay!
2: Welcome. Um. Um. <laughs> that was so sweet. Thank you so much. I have one more. My, 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 I think my biggest achievement so far is, and I don't know if you know this, but the best moms get promoted to grandma, and I am oh now God. a grandma. No, yes, that about five is month the old.
1: best.
3: Wow.
0: Yep. I, I was and gonna, I, in,
1: I, I was gonna include that in the <laughs> bio, but I realized I didn't actually know
2: that for sure. So congratulations. Thank you. He's five months old. You might he- hear him in the background because we have him for the weekend. Oh. All my kids uh, have plans. So yes, we look for reasons to keep them occupied so we can steal the grandbaby. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so sweet. I, can't,
1: I can't believe you have time for that, Doris. That's just incredible. Oh, I can't gosh. believe
4: she's old enough to have a five-month-old grandson. I know. You Mike's look so goodness. young. <laughs> you look
1: fabulous.
2: Thank you. So oh, I'm I, just going to ride on that. <laughs> <The> <laughs>
1: biggest accomplishment. That's right. Uh, I think we should just dive right in. There was a huge um, uh, FDA-approved medication in this billion-dollar industry of neuromodulators. It's going to be a, bo- a Botox rival. It has the name Daxify, and uh, I would love for Doris to to speak on this because she is truly the injecting expert.
2: I, I think it's so interesting that we, we think of them all as Botox rivals. I, I never really think of these things as competition, but as ways to get more people to understand that these products really are standard of care, state of the art. Uh, they're, they're here to stay and that we can do a lot of great things with them. We already have several products on the market. We have four. We have Disport. we have Botox, as you mentioned, Juveau and Xeomin. And now we have a fifth one, which is Daxify. And Daxify is really interesting because it started out uh, as a topical in, in theory. And they saw that th- the way that this protein that it has helped it absorb and it could have effects where you go to the doctor instead of giving an injection, they would <clears throat> apply the cream. You'd sit there, it would take an effect in the crow's feet and then you'd go home. But the FDA wanted data that showed that if it, that it was safe for injection because it was going to be absorbed in the skin. So they had to switch gears, do this study. It took years They had some setbacks in the way the the plant was reviewed. COVID held it back. So they had all these problems. And then on September 8th, it finally, finally got the FDA approval. One of the things that happened, though, was that as they started to do their studies for the injectable, they noticed two things. One is that they seemed to observe. And a lot of these people who did the clinical trials for Daxify had done the clinical trials for Botox early, early on. So Jean Carruthers, who was in the Botox trial, was in the Vaxify trial. So she had her own comparisons. And I remember speaking with her as things went along and she said, you know, these patients are really happy. Not only do they they look better beyond what you'd expect from a neuromodulator, but their skin looks better and they, they seem to have even better results and they seem to be lasting longer. So um, I, what happens is when a new product comes on the market, everybody who's already on the market panics a little bit and Allergan is good at that. So they, <laughs> yes, they look true. for ways to say, well, you know, it's, it's a 40-unit dose, which is, we are a 20-unit dose indication for that area. So if we doubled our dose, we'd be the same as them. But Botox actually has published data done by the same people who did the studies for them and for Daxify that showed that if you double the dose, you don't get double the length of improvement. Necessarily. And so their their claim at the time that they did those studies was that uh, you don't have to use more to get that result to last that three to four months. Also, when they did the study for Botox, it was a one-grade improvement. And for Daxify, they had to show a two-point improvement. The FDA got a little stricter in how mm-hmm. much difference you had to see in order to get the approval. So there's a whole bunch of different ways. And what it really comes down to is that these drugs are all considered biologics they have their own unique recipes. And so you can't compare a unit of Botox to a unit of Dysport, to a unit of juvo or Xeomen or Daxify. So to say 20 units to 40 units, um, with Dysport, it's a 300 unit file. We do a whole different set of, uh, of dosing for Dysport than we do for Botox. So I think of it as like being different languages. You might get a few words if you know one language to another, because there might be overlap in some of the vocabulary or some of the words that have sort of morphed over from one language to another, but the languages are different. And so you have to speak the language of the product that you're using.
0: I have a question. Uh, Why would you choose if they all are doing the same thing, which is, you know, relaxing the muscle? Why would a doctor choose one over the other? Or, you know, for a patient, like would, if there's a patient going to come in and be like, I want this one, or, you know, how do you guys decide uh, if there's five different ones?
2: That Well, we have 15 different fillers now, and it's the same idea there where they are slightly different. They have different uh, nuances about them. And if you use enough of all of them, you get those nuances. The one thing you have to understand is that every time you get a neuromodulator treatment, you're different because that last treatment affected you. Your life, whatever you're going through right now, is going to affect how you're moving And my observation over 20 years of practice and injecting all of these products is that if you do it right, the person will still be able to move. You're not going to freeze anything. You're just going to redirect energy and you can help them move in more positive ways and different products do it slightly differently. So what it may come down to is that we might use one product in one area for the between the eyes, another for the crow's feet, a different product for the neck, a different for the masseter's But it's really understanding the nuances of the product, getting comfortable with one. I have a few patients who feel like they see a difference or notice a difference from one to another. But most patients can't tell and most doctors can't tell. And many doctors might do it by pricing and they'll charge their patients that day. I think that's a mistake. I I don't change my pricing based on which product I'm using. I'm going to pick what's best for my my patient and then And just tell them that this is what we're going to use today, unless they have a very strong preference. But I've never I mean, I don't I don't know why somebody would go in and demand a product when the doctor feels like another product would be better. That's a relationship with the
1: doctor. And and Doris touches on, you know, all these different options that we have as, as injectors. We do that. We make those decisions all the time. It's such a, it's a heavy decision that, that many factors weigh in. But I think that where this product might fit really nicely, at least in my experience, will be crow's feet, because I feel like crow's feet just don't last as long as in between brows and forehead. I think, you know, Botox, Dysport, Juveau. Uh, Zeman, they last you know a good amount of time but crow's feet I feel like sometimes people six eight weeks later it's gone and I know that it can be different but I'm very excited for Daxify for crow's feet specifically. Have they done the studies for that? Um, No
2: it's actually only FDA approved for the glabella right Doris? Yeah yep that's where they always start is between the eyes but once it's FDA approved we use it where we want and we were using Botox in the crow's feet way before it was FDA approved there. That's one of the annoying, annoying things about this whole FDA approval process is that when you have a product and you show that it's safe in an area and the mechanism of action in another area isn't very different, you still have to go through the entire FDA process right. as if it doesn't exist. In order to get that approval and so it's so costly yes. to get that approval that a lot of companies are like you know what we won't market it that way everyone's going to use it that way exactly. anyway and um and it'll be fine one of the things though if you have a product that lasts longer and uh, everyone's going to point this out and certainly the uh, competing companies are going to point it out that if you have a side effect if you should be one of those unlucky few who get a lid droop or a brow droop that's also going to be long lasting and i always tell patients yes. That if you love the results, it never lasts long enough. And if it's not the results you hope for, it's going to last way too long. So that was <laughs> going to be my, next,
3: that was gonna be my next question. Is Are there solutions to dissolve it? If like, you know, like no, filler? No. no,
2: there's no neutralizer. Mm-hmm. There isn't a neutralizer. Sometimes, well, I think what's going to happen is there's always a learning curve with a new product. Yes. And when you have something that lasts longer, there's going to be a learning curve. So my, my thing is, I, I don't like being the first one to use most of these products. I will be in the second group that will have access to this, not the first group. They're going to sort of ramp it up slowly. And I, I'll i see from the first group what they say that a lot of them are are close friends of mine who've done the studies and who uh, have more experience with the product. And then, um, and then what I often do is I start slower. I may not use the FDA uh, approved dosing. I might go lower on the dosing and See, I know for me personally, I'm very sensitive to these to these products. And so what I might use a quarter of what somebody else needs, I would start in patients who feel like they really just don't get results that last long enough from the other products, not a first time person. And then uh, I would start at a lower dose and then monitor and see the effects I get. And in my hands, what it's doing. Um, the same company that came out with Daxify just came out with four new products, the RHA line, and I was in the first group for RHA One Redensity. And I think that is such a game changer of a product for areas around the mouth. I've not seen another product that does what this product does. So I think there's always room for, for a great new product. And I always say there's always room for one more good one. Anytime we get a new product on the market and someone's like, well, we've got so much stuff. Well, there's always room for one more good one. and <laughs> and. <laughs> And there are things that we still need to accomplish. And I still, think we're still in the infancy of what we can do in aesthetics. We're still trying to understand. Now we've learned we don't want to freeze everyone. I personally think we should be super careful in areas like the forehead because the forehead muscle is an elevator. It's lifting the brows. And it's really the only elevator of the brows. So if you inactivate that muscle, you're going to age faster. You'll, You'll drop the brows. You may achieve your goal of having no lines, but you're going to defeat the purpose because you won't look better and you'll certainly look older and age faster. So it's really understanding anatomy, aesthetics, muscle action, and then using the products in a way that's going to help somebody age in a, in a positive direction, not necessarily chase every line and wrinkle.
0: Agreed. I so agree with that. I feel like you need a face sculptor, somebody who like works with it constantly, all the different ones, all the time, who is really skilled with it to get that look, because a lot of people do, even the younger girls who are in their thirties, um, even their twenties are looking older than they are by using all this stuff.
1: I'm like, Oh no, you're aging. So yourself. sad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and um, you know, I agree. When you when you have you know a good dermatologist, plastic surgeon, PA injector, they really will help you decide what's best for your face. And again, whether it's this new FDA approved product or a different one, um, you know, Doris had mentioned these other four products that yeah, this what uh, company that? they're fillers actually they're oh, okay. nice fillers they're different they're hyaluronic acid fillers you know a little bit different but but perhaps that can just um is a perfect segue into the filler fatigue unless you guys have more questions about you know daxify um, and, and what's the, neuromodulators. the name of the company
0: who made dax daxify revance revance
1: revance 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 yep. r-e-v-a-n-c-e yes okay.
4: and daxify has two x's in it d-a-x-x-i-f-y
1: Right, all okay. medications love to have what X's, Y's, W's. We don't know why. <clears throat> so it's, is Revance? And, I think it's because they're running out of words. So yeah,
0: I think so, so too. <laughs> is Revance a a new company that's making all these fillers and um and this Botox like product, or they've been around for a long time?
2: Hmm, I don't know. I haven't.
3: They've well, been let's around.
1: Ask our uh, chemist here?
4: Well, let me look that
3: up. No,
1: I I, don't, I agree with Doris. I'm not sure they they're new. They're the newest sort of on the market in terms of like what we're, we we know in America. I don't mm-hmm. know if they've been in Europe or. or well, whatnot. they
4: were founded 20 years ago in Silicon Valley. Yeah. They're now out of Nashville, and they're a biotech yes. company. It's called Revance Therapeutics Inc. And if you look online, it's R-E-V-A-N-C-E. There's been a lot of publicity about this ingredient and yeah. or this um, uh, injectable as well as Revance. The stock went up like 15, 20 percent the day after they made the announcement. Mm. And that day was September 8th of 2022. If you look on our September 9th Insta on Facially Conscious, uh we've got some information including a quote from Dr. Vicky uh, about the introduction of this material into the market. So if you want to read about it, just go to our Insta or look it up.
0: Yeah, great. And they're in, and they just introduced the four new fillers as well. All like this all came at at one time or it's They had had
1: the newest one just came out for little. What's called redensity? It's more for hydrating, so you can hydrate lips without making them look too large. They're really nice for lines around the mouth. Doris, do you want to comment on RHA one, which is the newest one?
2: Yeah, that's my uh, it's it's my new favorite of all favorites because what I love about it is that it helps with those lines, those what people call barcodes or smokers' lines around the mouth, but without adding bulk. Yeah, but before you were making a trade-off, if you don't have upper teeth show, that makes you look older. Your upper lip, if you add volume there or anything that has any weight, it gets heavier, pulls down, and it doesn't look good. So your lines will be gone, but that distance between your nose and your upper lip gets longer and then you look older or you get more projection and that doesn't look good either. So what I find is one is the lower lip and chin is where I address first, but then when I want to address those lines directly, I had other products, but they didn't last very long. This one just helps get rid of those lines so beautifully, but without adding weight or volume. So it's as invisible as a product can get. And I just love what it what it does and how long it lasts. I, I posted a picture on my Instagram of someone I had used a few of the different RHA products on. I try to always post natural results where it's the kind of work that I do. Yeah. As opposed to dramatic
4: when yes. is this going to be available cuz I want to make an appointment with Dr. Vicky the <laughs> following day.
2: It's it's available. We're just yes.
3: We've already now. Yeah. using it. Yeah. 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 And and it's a hyaluron- hyaluronic yeah, hyaluronic. Right?
1: Yeah, so hyaluronic. let's I would like to get into the filler fatigue concept yeah. because I know Dr. Yeah. Day has a has a grandbaby to attend to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So filler fatigue in in my understanding is it's it's a combination of two different things either you know, too much filler over time not achieving the results anymore that you know used to uh, give you you know lifting and plump and youthfulness and or pl- too much placed in the wrong area that's aging you and just actually making it look worse do you have a defin- a better definition doris on filler fatigue?
2: I, I had to go look it up because I, I, I was wondering what it actually meant. and Everything I looked up said it was too much filler over time. So it's deflating, reflating, deflating, reflating, or just blowing up a balloon and then keeping on blowing it up. One of the things when I was talking about being in the infancy of what we know in aesthetics, I, I was lucky enough to be one of the investigators for the first filler that got approved in the U.S., which was Restylane. So I, I was able to use it for a few years before it even was on the market. And I've been using all of them ever since. One of my observations is that these fillers last so much longer than what's in the FDA studies. When an FDA study ends, that's the claim that they can make because that's when they stop looking. But if you look at the data of where the patients are at the end of the study, many of them are still at the peak or almost at the peak of what those products can do. So we don't know how long the products last. And We're not using it in the way that they were FDA approved. We're putting them deeper in the skin and sometimes more superficial in the skin. We're putting them in areas like under the eyes or the jawline or the neck or the temples where it's not approved. We're doing it in all sorts of areas. And what I've learned is that in the mid face, it can last two to four to five even longer years. Mm -hmm. Nasolabial folds tend to last. The lower face doesn't last very long at all. So if somebody comes in and they want their mid-face corrected and they want cheekbones and they need lower face reflation, I tell them that we can do the mid-face, but then you have to commit to coming in more often to do the lower face. The mistake, and I think where filler fatigue comes in, is that people and the companies teach their their buyers, their injectors, and, and I'm sad that there's so many on the market with so little training. But they teach them that you need your patients on a schedule. And they call them clients sometimes, which drives me crazy. But you need your patients on a schedule to come in every three to six months for their injections. And I see people coming in every six months or four months. They had injections under their eyes or injections mm. in, their cheek, in their cheeks because they were told that this is what you have to do. And they followed. Um, and, but the product is still there. So that's how you end up with the filler fatigue is that nobody yes. is treating the individual, yes. they're treating a schedule and they talk about patient retention. How How is your patient retention? They're always coming in the reps and saying, let's look at your patient retention. I go, you know what? I tell my patients to come in when they miss me. And sometimes <laughs> they come in and I tell them go home because you don't need it yet. <laughs> but you have to be willing to say no.
1: Yes,
3: you're, yeah. you're very unique in that though. Question: well, <laughs> <and>, yeah, <laughs> and a lot of doctors don't do that. <laughs> Can Question, I just? Oh, oh go ahead.
4: Um, This is Rebecca. Uh, When we talk about filler fatigue, what does that look like? Is that like duck lips or where you see lumps in the skin? Sometimes I see them out here, especially in California. It looks like there's stuff collecting under the skin.
2: This is how I think of it. I think of that person who gets Botox in the forehead because they don't want forehead lines. So the brows drop from above. Then they don't like their tear drops, which half the time aren't even really there. And so they get filler from below. So now they've dropped their brows, made their eyes smaller from smaller from above. They've overfilled from below their cheeks and their tear drops. Now that pushes their lower eyelid up. So now they have these small, squinty eyes, totally flat forehead, big cheeks, duck lips, and then <laughs> <So> hyper hyper exaggerated <laughs> jawline. All the time. <laughs> yeah, because the, now the jawline thing is in, and everybody's trying to recreate the look of a masseter or just that angled jaw. So it's it's just it's such an inauthentic look. It becomes a caricature of what true beauty is.
4: Yes,
1: right. And then the whole concept of the of body dysmorphic syndrome, you know, can happen. So when when these patients come in every three to six months, as directed. Uh, they don't even remember what they used to look like and they get used to that mm-hmm. f- extra full lip or cheek and it actually just looks like, it literally is disfiguring. So we need people like Doris. We need people who mm-hmm. are sculpt- face sculptors. You know, I feel like I'm very conservative. I feel like I do a really nice job. I do a little bit at a time. I, I think we really need these yeah. people to also remind patients, you know, hey, we maybe need to dissolve some of this. And that's the beauty actually of the hyaluronic acid fillers is they can be dissolved and we can bring back people's natural beauty. Right.
3: So I'm just looking at Doris's Instagram. Doris, I'm a fan oh. of yours. I called your radio station. We had an extensive conversation about Rosacea. That's Julie
0: Falls, by oh, the way. I'm the only awesome. non
3: professional here. I'm, I'm actually a voice actor, <laughs> but I'm not a, a skin professional, but I'm, uh, they call She's me the that. voice of the public. Yes, I'm the voice of the public. And I think I sent my son, who was living in New York at the time, to your office, and he was. Thrilled and very happy. Oh, anyway, thank you, Julie. Yes, but I'm looking at your um, your Instagram, and there are before and afters that I- I'm kind of astounded by. The women look like we just did a whole neck episode, and the these women look like they've had their lower faces done. And you say without surgery. And I'm. I want to. I just want to encourage everybody to go on her Instagram. It's here. Cool. Before and Thank afters, you. because that's what I'm asked probably most often. What can I do about my lower jaw and my neck? And I'm always like, hey, you're probably going to end up having to need surgery. But this is showing that you may not.
2: <laughs> well, sometimes I. Sometimes surgery is the best answer, and I do refer to surgical colleagues on a daily basis. And some people. The one of the first questions I ask a patient is are you thinking of having a facelift or would you have a facelift? And for that patient who has that in mind, I refer them to a plastic surgeon because I don't do a facelift and I'm not trying to make someone look like they've had one. So I want someone who either would never had a facelift or who's had one and wants to maintain it. Mm. That's, I, that's I, the kind a of patient
1: practical yeah. uh,
2: tip would be, um,
1: Patients ask me all the time about a dermatologist in Tucson or a dermatologist in Louisiana. Derma- and often I do have colleagues that I refer people to, but I don't know every single dermatologist everywhere. But what I do think is really practical is if people are really interested in Doris's work, but they live in a state where obviously Doris doesn't live, call Doris's office. Call the yep. AAD. Get really good referrals from sure. um, ASDS. You know, ASDS, AAD. Can you the explain H- what those mean? What's please? ASDS? Uh, um, American Society of Dermatological Surgery. Okay. And AAD is American Academy of Dermatology. You know, I, I encourage people when they ask me for a dermatologist in Florida. I'm like, well, I know that, you know, I have this one doctor in Miami. She might not be in Palm Beach, but I say, call this Miami office. They might know a really good dermatologist in Palm Beach. So don't hesitate to call dermatologists that you you see on Instagram for referrals that are closer to your home because mm-hmm. they will send you to somebody great.
2: If yep. they can't I, I refer or... so many to Vicky, and they're so happy. They call me and they say, thank you. Cause they would, sometimes that you get overwhelmed by the, by the choice of doctors and it, it, it helps to have a source that you trust to refer you to a colleague that they trust. Yeah,
3: but getting sure. back to what you do <laughs>
2: <It's silly. laughs> <I'm> down here
3: <laughs> that looks so amazing. Is it just like a series of different yes. things.
2: Okay. Yeah. It's a combination. It, we I've been loving Softwave. That's one of my newer devices. I have thermogenal therapy. Softwave uses ultrasound. And I, I always tell people that you're aging in different dimensions. We have to approach it in different dimensions. So skincare is a huge component of it. And I, I have a line that I've worked on, but I certainly carry other ones. And I don't think there's any one line that's perfect for everyone. I used to work in a research lab and I'm really into ingredients. So I'll try to find the best fit for each patient, but good quality skin looks beautiful. If you have paper thin discolored blotchy skin, even if you contour it perfectly, it's going to look older. So we have to address the skin. Then we want to try to restore collagen. I'm a big fan of hormone correction or hormone replacement therapy and people who are good candidates. I think women are very poorly served by the, the lousy, uh, publicity and media around the women's health initiative that led women to be afraid of hormone correction. Mm-hmm. You need estrogen to make collagen. So if you're perimenopausal, please see a doctor who knows how to do it. I don't prescribe it, but I refer people to that every single day. And I, I believe that we're saving lives by doing that because it lowers risk of dementia, osteoporosis, heart disease, and collagen breakdown. And then we talk about devices which can help tighten and lift. I love my Fatona. Softwave is great as well. Fatona is a laser that helps tighten. And then we have the neuromodulators, which we do very, very carefully and precisely. The RHA Redensity One filler is great for the neck. Hyperdilute Radiesse. It's not a hyaluronic acid filler, but it's a biostimulatory filler. Mm-hmm. And Sculptra is another biostimulatory mm-hmm. product that can help your, your restore your body's own natural collagen. So it's really you understanding that it's, it's a slow process, I don't want people to look dramatically different from when they walk in to walk out necessarily because I don't do plastic surgery and I think that's what plastic surgery does. I want people to go out and go out with their friend for lunch and their friend goes, you look really good. I know you. What did you do? Mm Because you look really good, Mm -hmm. but not be able to tell what they did, but just to say you look great great. and that's, I think, the best compliment. Amazing, amazing advice.
0: Yes. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I think everything you said is spot on. And um, the hormone correction situation, like I get a lot of clients who are going through that and the, they're so afraid to take estrogen because they think they're going to get all these cancers. And um, it's so scary. I didn't know that there has been research
2: on uh, that. Oh, it's
1: very, beneficial. Oh, no. the, it's very okay. beneficial.
2: The research was always the research always showed benefit. It was the headlines that got people afraid they looked at people who were in their 70s and 80s because it was a longevity study instead of people in their 50s. So they were well past menopause. They, some of these women had obesity, diabetes, and they went from four out of a thousand rates of breast cancer to five out of a thousand. And that was the headline was your relative risk increase of breast cancer is 25 or 27%, but your absolute risk is less than 1% more. It's just, you You always need to know the absolute risk, not the relative risk, mm. right? So that was a problem. If you look at women who start younger before they pass through menopause, when you start to supplement as your body needs, and just understand that hormone correction is lower dose estrogen than in hormone contraceptives. So people take hormone contraceptives their whole life, mm-hmm. and then they get to the menopause and they go, no, I'm going to power through. I don't want cancer. <laughs> You've made estrogen your whole life. You have menopause is a disease. It's just that we all get it. So we don't call it that we should stop calling prostate cancer a cancer because all men get it. Right. So why is it a disease? If all men eventually get it, 95% of men, they say when they, when they die, if they do autopsies, they'd have prostate cancer. So we, we treat that pretty aggressively, but with women going through menopause, which is essentially partly killing us. We, we talk about this, low risk of breast cancer. You have to do it, dose it right. And you have to see somebody who knows how to do it. That's why I don't prescribe it because I wouldn't be able to follow it appropriately, but I know it's important.
1: Amazing. What a treat. I love that that, so that, that concept. There's so much more to talk about. Doris, we want you on all the time. Yeah, can we have you back sometime? Thank you so much. <laughs> Anytime. Oh my this this was, was fun. Thank you for having really me. really wonderful. Doris, I appreciate you so, so much. I know my co host Sue too. as well. And I love that you came in from NYC out here all the way out here in California we love you to bits. <laughs> we wish you were Thank here you. in our
0: studio. Well, Thank it's you. nice to Me meet too. you. Enjoy I've been baby. following Me you too. for
1: years. This is
4: Rebecca and it's wonderful to meet you and and we're actually on Zoom everyone so we can see each other and she is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> she so is. And
0: lovely person. take care person. Of that little Thank baby you. of yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, Doris.
2: I well I'm going to go eat him up now. 5 all hours well he <laughs> slept and I was watching him so I just couldn't close oh. my eyes. I wanted to stare at him. They're
4: so oh. delicious. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. It. Be Thank well, Doris. So Thank nice you so much.
2: Nice to meet you. Right. Bye. 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 Nice bye, to meet sweetie. you. Take bye bye-bye. bye.
0: This podcast is so needed in the world right now. There's so much information out there that it's hard to know who to believe and if it's right for you. We are very excited to be your guides and bring you Facially Conscious. You can find info we talked about today in our show notes and on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Please subscribe, like, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps others find us. And if you have any questions or ideas, please send us an email at infofaciallyconscious.com.